Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, the uh, local union, ATU union here that uh, runs the HSR for us, uh, is uh, working with City Council right now to try to get an answer out of Metrolinks about the City Council motion from almost two months ago now. That motion, of course, asked Metrolinks to uh, consider uh, ATU as the owner-operator and uh, the folks doing the maintenance on uh, the proposed LRT project that's coming up the line. And, uh, the, the, well, the gov- government hasn't responded. Metrolinks hasn't responded. And uh, there was a rally earlier this week uh, to try to gain some support for this in Toronto. Eric Tuck, of course, is the president of ATU Local 107. And uh, he joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to give us an update on this. How are you doing this morning, Eric? Good morning, Bill. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Uh, you, uh, Before we get into the uh, nitty-gritty of this, you, you actually have a... a, a I'm going to grant you the platform here for a couple of seconds. You have something personal you want to say. Yes, absolutely, Bill. I want to do a shout-out to my wife, Cynthia. I've been married to her for 37 years. We're celebrating our anniversary today, and I wanted to take that opportunity to say happy anniversary. All right, and uh, all the best to you and Cynthia as well. Now, this, this, by the way, does not preclude... You still have to get a card and do the dinner thing, Eric. Absolutely. You understand that, don't you? <laughs> Yes, this is certainly. this is on top of that, not instead of, right? Correct. Okay, super. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this uh, issue. Uh, you and I have had this discussion in the past. City Council is on side with this, uh, and all we wanted was an answer from Queens Park. Uh, and uh, the phone's not ringing. The emails aren't being returned. What's going on here? Yes, we sent several letters, made several calls. Uh, we're getting no response from the province or from Metrolinx. and uh, I'm sure that's a result of them going over, uh, you know, where they're going to go next. Um, I, I don't, you know, I can't justify the delay. The reality is that the uh, memorandum of agreement that council uh, agreed to and that the province agreed to, uh, I would assume is reflected in the RFQ that was put out, the RFQ um, in the project delivery of the, the memorandum of agreement. It clearly says the project may be delivered by Metrolinx and Infrastructure Ontario uh, by way of alternative uh, finance procurement. That may include design, build, finance, operate, and maintain. So I don't think the province or the city is locked into uh, doing all five faucets. So but, we you know, that's, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a very interesting point, and I think it's very relevant to the conversation here, Eric. Those who, who did not support this, and, and, and we've heard from some of those dissenting voices, said, well, this is going to throw the procurement process all out the window. We don't even know that yet. Yeah, exactly, and that's what's a little puzzling for me, and I think that the Liberals are simply sitting back. They're playing uh, the political game here. Uh, it's all about timing. Uh, as you know, they're going to the election polls uh, probably in June of uh, next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm expecting there's going to be some announcement in the next couple of weeks, but uh, I'm, I'm concerned that it may be simply that they're going to uh, proceed with the de- design, finance, and build and hold off on a decision on operate and maintain. And, uh, you know, I'm concerned that they may be doing that for political timing rather than for what's in the best interest of the city. To what end, then? I mean, who are they trying to score points with here? Well, like I'm saying, they may be trying to delay that decision until after the election, and uh, that's one of the reasons we took our fight to Toronto yesterday and started the province-wide campaign is to put the pressure on the Liberals uh, and Metrolinx to to give a decision before. Let's talk a little bit about yesterday, because uh, you, you had some uh, some support there uh, from a couple of other communities, uh, the cities of Mississauga, Brampton, and Toronto. You had uh, members of their transit unions there. How did that come about? 
Yes, as I said, I've reached out to the, the other GTHA properties where LRT is coming or projected to be coming and, uh, you know, included them in the fight and made them understand how important this is to our transit, to keep transit public. Um, it, it's right across the province. This, this campaign now is carried across the province. Um, the fight is on. We are here to protect public transit. It's one of our assets that uh, we value very highly, and it's important to it, – it's a class issue. It really is. It's not just about uh, who can afford to buy cars and who can't. Public transit, there's a lot of people that depend on it, just like public education and public health care. It, it's something that has to be protected. And, and, and those are all arguments that we've presented and, and talked about and debated, frankly, uh, both the pro and con on that, and we understand that. But uh, talk to us a little bit, if you could, maybe a quick overview, Eric, of, uh, of the situation in places like Mississauga, Brampton, and Toronto. As Toronto, of course, has got two or three different projects going on. Uh, Mississauga and Brampton uh, are still kicking around the idea of LRT. Brampton City Council doesn't seem to be too crazy about paying for anything. So I'm not sure what the status is. But have they had any answer, any determination at all about who's going to operate the system when and if it gets built in their cities? So so we know that Metrolinks, uh, their procurement policy, or practice, I should say, it's not even a policy, it's a practice, is to put out all five faucets, the operate, design, maintain, build, and finance. And we're, we're making it clear right across the province that we expect the the provincial government to do it in the most responsible and affordable way to ensure that we operate and maintain with the local systems so that we can ensure that they're properly integrated and that any profits that do come out and, and transit's not profitable but when they you have successful lines like the B line that money has to go to fund the rest of the system when they become profitable or when they become at least uh, revenue neutral that, that then you can support the rest of the system without being a drain on the rest of the system. And that's my fear with going uh, private and allowing a private consortium. They're putting profits ahead of people. That money will not go back into the system or to help sustain the system. It will go to the, the shareholders of that company. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.